0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Innovation Tech Talks. You are chopping it up with Chuck and we are here today with a very special guest. We have with us Chris Voss, one of the Forbes top social media influencers and a friend of Innovation and Tech Today from way, way back God, since like our, our first issue five years ago. How you doing, Chris?
1: Wait, I think you sent you somebody really cool. How
0: have you been, man?
1: Welcome to the uh, Innovation Tech Today podcast. Uh, I'm doing good, man. <laughs> it's good to see you. Uh, the, uh, uh, it's, uh, I miss you. Uh, we haven't been doing any shows, so we don't get to bump into each other at shows anymore because at least, you know, for this year, because uh, all the shows are kind of there. I miss going to the shows and picking up my copy of Innovation Tech today.
0: First of all, let's tell the audience who you are because uh, they're listening right now and they're like, okay, who is this Chris Voss guy? Tell the people, what are you doing? What's going on? Let them know who this this um, Chris Voss is, the real
1: Chris you Voss. You know, according to my psychologist, I'm still trying to find myself, so I'm not sure what sort of data I can give you. <laughs> Uh, Hmm. but, uh, what does the Chris Foss do? Let me ask myself, uh, maybe I can get one of my personalities to kick in here. Um, the Chris Foss uh, is a social media mm, God. (laughs) That $4 to get you a a cup of coffee. Um, I am a massive content creator. I suppose. Can you say that? I don't want to use the word influencer because it's become so douchey to say I'm an influencer. um, but basically, I produce a lot of content. I make a lot of noise on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. combine all my groups and everything that I manage and control Our audience is about four hundred thousand people um the uh i you know I've got a lot of accolades like when you mentioned top one hundred top twenty most retweeted yeah top fifties uh forbes uh influencer yeah there's all sorts of different accolades that I get every year um But really, uh, I, I'm a person with an opinion. Uh, we have about eight podcasts that we run on the or Chris Voss podcast, not Chris Voss podcast, network.com. Uh, we have a pop Biz podcast. We have the Chris Voss show. We have uh, resistance, the resistance radio, which is political. We have startup unicorn, which talks about tech startups that, uh, are either becoming unicorns or unicorns and how they got there. There's the book author podcast. Um, there's so many of them. I can't even remember anymore. The Chris Foss show podcast is our, is our flagship, our mothership, if you will, you know, it's got the hundreds of thousands of downloads and, and I think we're almost to 500 episodes. Uh, it's been around for a billion years. Chris Foss gaming podcast, crypto life podcast, spatial computing podcast, plug, 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 plug. Um, and then, uh, you know, I command a pretty good audience across, uh, Several accounts on Twitter, uh, huge hundred thirty five thousand uh, commercial business group on LinkedIn that I built from zero. Uh, There's like sixty thousand followers or something on on LinkedIn. Uh, so you've got large. a
0: you've got a big following, and you are cranking out content, um, and you are you're in the tech space, tech business. I basically, you
1: could say I have a big following and a big mouth, and mm. that's. It might be that I have a big mouth and therefore I have a big falling. That might be the, the sequence of events.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there you go. And uh, so, right right now I'm up in Utah working on a book, uh, helping my mom make sure she survives this pandemic because she's uh, asthmatic and in her 70s. So one one job right now is make sure she doesn't die.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is a weird time mm-hmm. right now. Uh, with the, the pandemic, we've got, uh, you know, we're about here in Colorado, we're about six weeks into give or take maybe five weeks into the stay at home. Um, Mm -hmm. They're starting to, you know, they're starting to kind of, I think, talk about opening things up. I'm just guessing because I'm not an expert or anything, but I think in the next few weeks here in Colorado, they're going to start opening up uh, certain things, you know, as long as you wear a mask and everything. So we're at least for the first phase of this, we're kind of you know, we're like a groundhog sticking his head out of the ground. And we're just, maybe we might have six more weeks or, you know, maybe we're going to get out and get back into the real world. But, um, you know, you were talking earlier about events. Um, we go to a lot of events. My, our magazine is at events. Yeah. You're always running around with the camera crew, you know, podcasting from events. You, you do a lot of, uh, a publicity interviews. for different brands that are there. Um, what do you think is up with events in the near future? And, and do you see, even at the end of this year, do you see us having, you know, some of these really big events like Cedia and CES, or is it just kind of, it depends on how it goes?
1: It's going to really depend upon how soon testing gets to us. Uh, Dr. Fauci today said we might be able to have 5 million tests a day or be able to get everyone tested by June. So I'm going to call that July. Um, there's the SEMA show that's at the end of the year that's in September. I don't think they can get that put together quick enough. I think the only big major show that has a chance at rerunning again in its usual format is probably the CS show. And at that point, we wow. would have to have supercharged, super, um, you know, gone full nuclear on getting testing and getting quick test turnaround, you know, where you can instantly take a test and know, um i think for mass we're gonna be wearing masks for the next one to two years so just buckle up mm-hmm. and seat in uh in utah here evidently a portion of that new cares act uh makes it so that states can set up a website and uh and give away masks to people that need them uh and evidently the states uh it makes it so they have funding to get masks made locally but you know, the sad thing is is you know, we we went on the site to get some masks. Fortunately we have some, but we went on the site to check it out and the site's, you know, inoperable because you can't you can't even get it to load because everyone's hitting it. Um I haven't tried it this morning yet, but uh but that's a good thing. We need to get everyone wearing masks. Um and you know, I just kind of think of, well, you know, we're just like Beijing or South Korea now. Where, and I think uh, Hong Kong, you know, you saw Beijing; their air is so bad, they wear the mask just normally, you know, because mm-hmm. just for their air. And so that's kind of the lifestyle of, you know, what we have to, what we have to be now is uh, the we're new all normal mask. Yeah. yeah,
0: So Do you think if they're going to be testing everyone at, uh, let's just take CES for example, and let's say they're able to have it? You've got people coming in from all around the world, you know, hundred. 50,000 people. I'm sure it will probably be less if they do have it, uh, this year. Do you think that they'll have the, Mm. um, you know, the temperature scanners and they'll, you know, before people can even get in. Yeah. we have have to like
1: get like a doctor's note, uh, getting in, it's probably going to be an epic nightmare. Um, CS, uh, we should probably talk to our good friend, Gary, who runs CS has been on my show a few times. Has, Has Gary been on your shows, Gary Shapiro?
0: No, no, he's been Uh, in the magazine, not on the podcast.
1: Yeah, you should get him on the podcast. I'll reach out to him if you want. Um, But uh, they're probably going to have to have just massive uh, testing at the doors. There's going to be lines to get in. Um, You know what they should do? uh, Evidently, this year is supposed to be the year that they have the massive upgrade to Las Vegas's sands and stuff, which is probably sad because they spent billions of dollars to do it. Now the city's- Yeah, there's
0: the broke. new west. Uh, so they had north, central, and south, and there's that yeah. new west hall that's supposed to and be- And evidently, there's
1: an underground, too, from what I understand. I think it has something to do with Elon Musk thing. And so evidently, there's going to be some underground transportation where you can zip around- uh, and evidently one of the nice things about that would be so that you didn't always have to go to the Sands all the time or over to, uh, the Venetian, which I would like, I get tired of hopping around all the different hotels place, just give it to me all in one place, but it may be a smaller event this year too. When you really think about it, this is actually the flip side of that. It just occurred to me because of the economy, because of people purchasing, there probably, it'll probably be a smaller show just from the factors of economics. Mm-hmm. So there'll be that as mm-hmm. well. You know, I've already been talking to a lot of people that we do product reviews in the Chris Voss show. That is the other thing that Chris Voss show does is we review products. Um, and um, I've already talked to people that are saying, hey, we're cutting back our marketing. And I'm like, okay, man, that's never the thing you want to do in a recession. But, you know, there are places where you have a little fat you can cut. But you don't. you don't cut marketing in a recession. This is dumb.
0: It's the, in fact, it's the worst. They, they call it the kiss of death.
1: It is the kiss of death. You cut marketing, you're fucked. I mean, you know, I realize you want to keep people's jobs and I've, I've, I've had to fire lots of people at a time over economic downturns. It's not fun. It's not pretty. It, it still scars me this day. But uh, if you can keep your marketing going, and your sales going, then you can rehire those people back uh, and uh, all that good stuff. And so I've had some people talking about how they're cutting back marketing. They're even cutting back reviews. And I'm just like, that's stupid because right now my YouTube channel and the Chris Voss show are kicking it because Uh everyone's stuck at home. So you know what they're doing? They're watching YouTube reviews. They're watching product profiles. They're watching the Chris Voss show and the Charles Warner Innovation Tech Today show. They are consuming this media. Now before, you know, they were watching our shows. But they were just kind of like, yeah, I got things to do, like go to Arby's and, and uh, you know, go to a concert and you know, a sports thing. No, man, these people are trapped in their homes. They're watching online media. So if you're a marketing company or a company that uses marketing, which I don't know why I said that, just about every company
0: should, why, why would you be a company that wouldn't? Or
1: we don't <laughs> use marketing. Hey, um, Tesla
0: doesn't do any marketing.
1: Well, uh, other than, you know, the crazy shit Elon Musk says mm-hmm. online, I guess that's marketing. Um, So, uh, you know, basically, uh, your, your business needs to be more online than ever before. And you need to be putting out this content and working with content producers like me and innovation tech today, uh, getting people exposed to your product, because I gotta tell you a lot of people pulled back and that's the dumbest thing to do. But if you move forward with it and push your marketing, you're going to stick out even more. Because you're the person making all the noise. And like right now, you know, one of my favorite products that I've talked about, I made a post, I think, today that's gone out where, and I'm talking about my master and dynamic headphones, which I love. And I'm talking about the IFI, if you don't mind me plugging some products on your show, the X Cans uh, X series. I'd show it to you, but it's, it's a part of the setup here. But it's a. I see that a, MXL
0: uh, microphone you're talking into there.
1: The MXL microphones we like. Um, Shout out. but the Xcan, the Xcan can, uh, I series, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, booster for my, uh, audio and it's a, it's a DAC built into it. And this is getting <laughs> me through the thing. And this is what people need. I mean, you know, every, you know, how many parents need headphones right now, like really nice headphones, especially a and C headphones, <laughs> you're trapped in your house, your family for a month or two. You need A&C, man. I mean, there's only so many times you can watch Frozen 2 before you're going to start losing your utter freaking mind, man. You need to be blasting the Metallica and your headphones and, and working away on the computer. And then, you know, I mean, they, they burn the house down. You're like, hey, Lisa sounds great, man.
0: <laughs> so what is, uh, yeah, by the way, I also saw, that, I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, people are home and they're they're streaming Mm -hmm. they're online they're They're reading they're reading advertising they're probably reading your guys's
1: magazine more than ever before cruising your website they're you know they're we've spiked
0: yeah all the all the digital stuff has spiked podcasts have spiked you know what else is funny too uh it, it used to be dumb to get mail direct mail uh, you know, getting magazines at home or whatever. We've, we've got a captive audience, literally. You literally uh, so have a we've seen audience. an increase yeah. in subscriptions to yeah. print magazines.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're going to reread the magazine. Cause what do you, what else are you going to fucking do? And you're going to read the shampoo know, I gotta, bottle. I mean, you're going to read I whatever gotta, you can. <laughs> yeah. And we, we sell a lot of product on the Chris Voss show. Our sales are up mm-hmm. and, and I thought they would be down because of the recession, but they're actually up because people are bored as shit and they want stuff that's going to make living at home in hell (laughs) better. And and so they want to buy stuff. And so they're, they're buying stuff now more than ever. Uh, even like goods, like uh, uh, I had one of these uh, even good, uh, like cooking goods are selling really well now, right? Because people are home cooking shit. If I was a cooking company, I'd be like marketing the shit out of my products right now um survivalist stuff like we had some a lot of our videos that have been doing well are survivalist videos so we had like this solar oven by go sun that we reviewed and yeah. that's getting a lot of hits because people are like hey man if this goes to the apocalypse we've got to figure out how to cook shit without you know power <laughs> so, yeah you know and going all bare grills and product. everything yeah yeah like any product uh, even, uh, you know, I'm seeing a lot of marketing from, uh, death wish coffee, which is one of my favorite coffee makers. They, uh, they're marketing the hell out of it, but anything you can do to realize you have this captive audience. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. My podcast mm-hmm. is up. My YouTube's up. People are looking at my shit online because they can't go to the Knicks game. They can't go to the Raiders game. Right.
0: Right. They're and stuck are, in the house. People are also emotional right now. Yeah. And when it comes to marketing and it comes to, you know, sales, you know, the emotive sale, you know, getting people uh to emotionally connect with your brand or connect with your product is huge because at the end of the day, yeah. you know, stats and and metrics and you know, things like that or whatever, but if they feel connected to your brand and you're reaching yeah. out and connecting with them right now, you know, you might have a you might have a customer for life.
1: And this, and, this is the best time to get that needle in the arm they're, they're trapped at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, we amped up all of our yeah. podcast stuff. Um, and like I say, people are still buying products. You would think that, you know, with all the layoffs and everything else, people wouldn't buy products, but they're, they're still going to be a large part of this market. That's going to have money and yeah. they can't go spend it at the mall. They can't go, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm saving a shit ton of money on all the money I used to spend going out to eat and all the events I do and the dicking around I do and event sport events and Dude, stuff a lot
0: of Uber Eats. I feel like I'm single-handedly trying to probably local restaurants. See, that's you know what you the, need the DoorDash, <laughs> the Grubhub. Well, that'll yeah. definitely your budget.
1: You need to learn to cook there, Charles. Come on, man.
0: Come hey, on. We
1: need uh, we need some cooking classes and stuff like that for you.
0: I am a phenomenal <laughs> cook on the grill. All right. You put me on the grill and I'm a monster. But I got to have the ingredients. And going to the grocery store now is a giant pain in the ass. It's like going to a third world country. Everybody's got the masks. There's guards at the doors. You know, I'm coming in like I'm giving them that look like I'm one of the good guys. You know, let, let me in here. Don't shoot, and don't it's, shoot. A, it's a weird experience. So I try to just it get is. my stuff, get mm. out. Um, but I think there's a lot more, you know, you were talking about uh, businesses that are doing good. How about delivery? I mean, delivery yeah. of groceries, a lot of people probably for the first time have had groceries delivered. Um, yeah. We've gone over the food, you know, you can have through you know, delivery, almost anything to your house now. And I think all those services, delivery services, uh, streaming, you know, at home content, uh, movie theaters, what the hell are they going to do now? I, th- I think. Uh, yeah.
1: Did you see the article on movie theaters? There was a big, they've got to be shaking and, in their boots. Uh, Oh, they're crap in their pants. There was a big blow up about uh, this. I think this was in the news yesterday. Um, there, There's a movie that got pushed to the internet release because of, you know, the virus. And it did a hundred million. Was it
0: the Trolls movie?
1: I think so. It pulled like a hundred million. It just wow. on online sales. And the yeah. theaters now are shitting their bricks. And what because you're talking about, Because they get about, to cut Charles, out, the
0: you know, movie houses get to cut out all that exactly. uh, middleman markup from the theaters.
1: Now, here's why companies should be investing in this, Charles, because what you were saying leads into this is these people are going to be trapped at home for, let's say one to two months. This is going to change the pattern. And and even then we're not going back to normal. You're going to have to wear masks. It's going to have to be weird. You don't want to be in groups anymore. We're not going to rock concerts anytime fucking soon. So what's going to happen after this is people are going to adapt Change their habits, and then when things become normal again, we're not going to flip back. They're going to get used to Uber Eats at home. They're going to get used to delivery of of uh, of groceries. They're going to get used to this whole thing. You know, years ago, I think it was nineteen eighty nine, I saw uh, the popcorn lady. I forget her name, but she did an, a series of books on the popcorn effect and stuff like this. And one of the things she said that I wish I would I believe more and listen to, but it stuck in my head because I was like, I don't know about all that. But one of the things she talked about is she says, what's going to happen with consumers? This is 1989. She says, consumers are going to retreat more and more into their homes and they're going to isolate more and more into their homes. And we've seen that over the years, more and more people staying home. Yeah streaming. You know, this has been an ongoing thing. They're doing their banking at home. We saw that revolution about 10 years ago where people quit doing banking and started going to home. Um, and this has been an evolution going for a long time. And so this is going to force a lot of stuff on us. You know, I've had people tell me, you know, uh, I've been begging my my manager to let me work from home for like 10 years because I could if he'd let me. And now I finally can. And so hopefully he's going to stick with that. Uh, This is going to affect commercial development, commercial buildings. Uh, We're all going to get used to these new habits. Unfortunately, it's going to give Amazon a whole lot more power, and there should be a lot more competitors to that, but that's another matter. But uh, people are going to get used to this. And I know this is going to happen because I've been working and living at home since 2004. Like, this whole lifestyle that we're living right now, I'm used to this. Like, yeah. I'm so used to this. Like, I have to force myself to go out sometimes just to get some fresh air and go drive the cars so the batteries and dead. Because I'm fine. <laughs> and part of that comes from when I used to live in Vegas. When it, you know, when it's 110 degrees outside, you don't go yeah. out for four days at a time if you don't have to. Because, you know, it's, you know, it's the, you know, we're close to the sun <laughs> during Vegas. So, you just, during the, during the summer, you just kind of vampirize, I call it. You just become a Vegas vampire and and stay in your house. But I'm fine with that. I'm really comfortable with it. I work from home. You know, I do everything on the internet. So, uh, and this is what it's teaching people. So I think a lot more employees aren't going to be coming back to the office. Um, I mean, not only from layoffs, but also from using Zoom. I think a lot of lights are going to go on to companies and go, you know, we can save a lot of money not having a massive commercial building, not paying for all these, you know, the whole office expenditure, brick and mortar.
0: We had we a, just have we,
1: people work at home.
0: We had a big office in uh, Denver, Cherry Creek. You know, not 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 big, but it was big enough. Our rent was, you know, it was almost seven thousand dollars a month, yeah, and Cherry we were Creek. there so for nice. for four years our lease ran up last April. And I remember, uh, you know, throughout the day, I would see our people there with their headphones on hunched over a computer typing and they weren't talking to each other. And I was just thinking this is $7,000 a month. We've got a break room. We've got a massage chair. I had TVs with, uh, you know, we had the Roku in there. So you could, you know, we could and it was stupid to have that. And uh, last April, we let the lease run out. Everybody thought we were dumb. Everybody's like, you're so stupid. You don't have an office. You can't invite clients or anything like that. And it turns out we were ready to roll when this work and order thing had happened. Yeah. You know, we already figured out about Zoom. We already figured out, you know, how to conduct business. And, you know, there were some months that we put up numbers as a company that were as good or better when we had an office and and we had more people. So I think you're right. It is the new normal. I mean, look at real estate. Uh, and, uh, and companies
1: agents. are going to have to. You know, why do they have are, an office? Yeah, companies are going to have to go that way because of the recession too. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe don't look at cutting your employees; cut your fucking office overhead.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have everyone. And you from, can keep a couple I mean, employees.
1: And see here the thing, yeah, exactly. Here, here's sell your massage thing.
0: chair. Keep yeah. Betty, you know.
1: <laughs> Sh- ship your massage chair. Let Ralph Chris stay
0: actually. and get rid of the massage chair.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um the, uh, you know, and here's the thing. I mean, I've lived in the tech world now for all this time and I know companies that they work from the internet. A lot of Facebook employees, Google employees right now are working at home. Like think about employees, uh-huh. how many employees they have in the buildings they have. And, and, uh, the CEO of Google just said, uh, there might start staggering people back in June, but it's going to be a stagger system. Um, but I know people that are running companies that have no office. They have employees in Prague. They have them in Russia. They have them in Venezuela. They have them, just these little little teams all over the world. And they've been running this way for like 10 years and they do everything like through zoom communication or hangouts or whatever the thing is. Um, And, uh, and so I think a lot of employees, if I, if I was a smart employer, I cut the brick and mortar overhead and keep employees. I just do a trade-off on that. And uh, uh, you may have to squeeze out of a lease or whatever, or deal with that issue, but, um, you know, most leases, what, you, the penalty with two, you, they keep your deposit or something, charge you two months of cancellation. Yeah, I've talked to
0: a couple of people but, that have have been let out of leases right now, that they they just said, hey, look, we, we, we can't do this, we don't have the people anymore, and they were surprisingly let out of the lease. Um, You know, that's, that's probably not going to be common, but it's going to happen more and more. I wouldn't want to be in commercial uh, uh, real estate, you know, owning it and, and, uh, and leasing it right now.
1: Yeah. So I think, I think we're going to get hooked on this pattern and when things do normalize, I saw Bank of America say the economy, um, will. their estimates for the economy recover late 2022. So think about that.
0: So you think that it's guaranteed we're going to have some kind of a recession, guaranteed.
1: We're already in a recession this morning as of this morning we in, we recorded the first quarter GDP f- fall. If you have two GDP falls you're in a recession. I think anyone can look at the employment numbers and know we're definitely in a recession. We don't need to wait for that movie yeah, to come out. Yeah, okay. But we're definitely so going to so- we're definitely going to hit another GDP so we are most definitely in a recession. Especially so with why? the indicators and in oil and stuff.
0: So why does the president? Why does the president fixate on the stock market and then also the people do because they go, well, you know, the stock market's where it was before. My 401k is where it was before. I'm okay.
1: Well, uh, the 401k doesn't. You know, I don't know about you, but it doesn't pay the bills every month. Um, no. The other thing is, is, is the Wall Street has always loved layoffs of people. I mean this mm-hmm. is the nineteen eighties when it became this uh, sort of thing where it became more about making investors happy rather than uh making people happy that were employed uh you know i mean you you always see you know you hear g m lays off forty thousand people their stock went up ten points a day um it's all about the investors, it's all about the rich people and or they uh,
0: outsource the jobs you know
1: uh yeah there's might be some outsourcing right now, the biggest thing of course is gonna be. Uh, this is going to be a world economic shitstorm. Um, you're already seeing riots and meltdowns in Lebanon. This is going to be bad and ugly. This is going to be worse than 2008. This is going to be really fucking ugly. Um, wow. And you may see collapses of governments. Uh, Lebanon's in serious fucking trouble right now. And uh, you're gonna see countries in Africa that are gonna have problems, collapse and in interest. you Africa's running into huge famine problems just from the attack of the environment or locusts down there. Like they've been going through biblical shit in Africa. If you've been following up on that, they're having crops wiped out. And we have enough problems with, you know, food chain and everything else with the, just the virus. They're going through right. biblical shit down there, water, locusts, um, <clears throat> just everything. Icing.
0: Tyson Foods uh, took out a full-page ad in the newspaper in the, yeah. in the New York Times to basically sound the alarm that the whole food chain was going to be disrupted because of, uh, you know, issues at the, at the packing. And the president, he apparently is like, you're not going to shut down those meat packing plants, but, you know, to hell with the ventilators. But, you know, for some reason, we, and then the there's also a lot of food that has been produced by farmers that they're just plowing it over because there was no yeah. coordination with the, uh, with the government to basically get it to food banks and stuff like just real kind of Mickey mouse type stuff. But you're right. It's, uh, it's well it's, this is something as somebody as should have
1: thought of a couple months ago. Cause I was talking about my podcast. In fact, uh, Governor Cuomo of New York uh, just came down with an executive order saying, quit dumping the milk, quit dumping the food um, we'll send it to food banks. And if you've seen the food banks lines, uh, they're, they're extraordinary. I don't know how people sit in them, but evidently they really need food. Um, and some of them are just massive. Um, but here's, here's the problem we're having is an economy. We have this economy that's used to doing all this production and all this GDP, right? Uh, potatoes Mm -hmm. and and milk and and pork and everything else. I just recently heard that one of the pork farmers uh, had to abort all the pregnancies that they had because they 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 just they can't handle the amount of pork they have, and they're used to outputting all this pork uh, and everything else. We're used to doing this raging economy. Well, even once we kind of half normalize we have 26 million people plus. It'll probably jump to 30 or 35. We're going to go into depressionary numbers with our unemployment. We're going to have all these people that are unemployed. They're not consuming stuff anymore. Like Uh they're like, uh, you're, we're probably going to be fine for a lot of goods because they're not consuming any stuff anymore. I mean, for, for the, when it first went crazy where everyone's just started hoarding everything, like all the meat was gone. All the toilet paper is gone. You're seeing a return of the toilet paper. Eggs were gone. Milk was gone. Like, uh, bread was the big thing that drove me crazy. Cause I'm just like, seriously, I just want a loaf of bread. And I understood that hoarding was going to break the process. Uh, thank God we survived that. Um, but now, toilet paper. yeah, it's, it's, it's a, we're a weird
0: culture, Chris. Thing. you think that was happening in other places?
1: Yeah. Just, it's a, it's a weird thing too. People have a psychology to it where they,
0: maybe in France it was croissants and,
1: was it really croissants
0: i don't know maybe it's regional this is, this is the thing and, that i don't get about
1: all the hoarding it's like i i remember when i went and the and the milk was gone and i'm like you know that shit doesn't last long are you people fucking freezing that shit like you see people loading up carts of yeah. milk and you're like you know that only lasts for like a fucking week or something you know i loaded but, uh, my
0: fridge I loaded my fridge and I literally just ate everything based on expiration date. So I had to yeah. like a little game where I had to think what was about to go bad next, and that's what was for dinner oh my tonight. God, and my April daughter's just so like, "Dad, what the hell is this? What I'm the like, hell is going on, Dad? It's expiring tomorrow. Weird." Dad's tomorrow.
1: losing it. It's time to put him in a home. Um, <laughs> yeah. You got your like, you got your refrigerator shelf ordered by expiration date. Like, what to eat first? First in, first out accounting sort of principle. <laughs> um the uh (laughs) um no but but so the problem we have right now is everybody's going to take a bath including farmers and everything because they've been so used to overproducing for an economy that needs underproducing now so we're gonna have to wash out all that shit it's going to be lost city and all that stuff they're going to have to gear down um so what I've seen now is everything's come back to market. In fact, toilet paper's back. The only thing that I'm missing at the store now is Lysol spray. And, um, but what's interesting is, is, uh, see, I'll give you an example. I was, I was buying beef for my dogs. I always buy a hamburger for my dogs and they eat hamburger. Uh, and it was one of the things that saved my dogs from cancer years ago. And so I give it to my dogs to make sure they don't get cancer, or at least, you know, do what we can to make sure they eat good foods. So they always ate these big giant hamburger rolls. Well, those disappeared like right away during the hoarding process. Well, now they're back. Well, what happened was chicken came back first. So I had to tell my dogs, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't get your beef. You're just going to have to eat chicken breasts or chicken, uh, thighs or whatever. They don't have the bones in them. And turns out they love that shit and turns out it's cheaper, right? The chicken's cheaper than the beef. And so I'm like, well, fuck, this is a good deal. And then the beef came back. And so I started buying the beef for them and they're like, no, no, man, we want the chicken. And I'm like, ah, fuck. Okay. Well, it's cheaper. So great. But see, here's the problem. Now I'm finding in our stores, I don't know if this is nationwide, but here in Utah, which is, uh, which is a, you know, we produce meat. But what's funny now is there's tons of meat. There's the bl- red meat. There's tons of steaks. But the chicken's gone now. You know why? Because mm. the cheap meat, right? I'm not talking bad about chicken. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong here. But that's where the economy's going. So the consumers are going to come back to the market, but they're not going to be spending on stupid shit and expensive stuff anymore. And a lot of them that are going to be out of work and, and, and tight money... That's where their spending dollars going to be. So you know they're going to be buying that cheap generic toilet
0: paper instead of that nice Cottonelle shit. Okay, I want to. Uh, I want to talk to you. You're a social media influ—no, not influencer. Whatever. That's a bad word. You're Forbes top top social media guru. No, that that's not a good word either. You're listen. You're the awesome at social horrible. media. We, we got to take a quick break. A we got to give a shout out. You got a give big
1: mouth a sh- content creator.
0: Yeah, we got to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Um, but we'll be right back after this break. And I want to talk to you about social media, the role it's played, the media, what would you give them as a grade for how they've done during the pandemic? And we're going to talk about that right here with Chris Voss as soon as we get back after this short break. Thank you for listening to Innovation Tech Talks. Today's episode is brought to you by the Wild Animal Sanctuary. Where are all those tigers you saw in the Netflix docu-series Tiger King? Well, 42 of them are currently residing at the Wild Animal Sanctuary in Keensburg, Colorado. Support them and the hundreds of other animals thriving in the sanctuary by visiting www.wildanimalsanctuary.org or text WILD to 80100. Again, www. Dot, wild dot org or text wild to eight zero one zero zero. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome back to Innovation Tech Talks. You're chopping it up with Chuck, and we are here with Chris Voss, the Chris Voss, not the other Chris Voss. Uh, and we are going to talk now a little bit about social media, Chris. What is going on? Who's the big winners during this uh, pandemic? And who are the big losers on social media?
1: Well, the big loser is Facebook. We'll get to that in a moment. But um, actually, the report's out right now. Google, uh, Facebook, all the online uh, centers did really well. I think Facebook announced earnings today. Yeah. They did well. They're seeing, of course, more, uh, what do they call them, uh, DUA's daily users active or DAUs daily active users. Um, everyone being locked in their home, they flooded the only social space they have access to, which is going to be Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Facebook did really well. In fact, their numbers. I was listening to this in the shower just before the show. Their numbers uh, were so huge of active users that one out of two people on the planet used Facebook in the last month. something billion users. But basically the way their numbers worked was one out of two people on the planet earth were on Facebook in the last month, or at least for a month. That's pretty scary. Powerful (laughs) when you think about it. Uh, So Google's doing well. Uh, Spotify had a huge, huge month of uh signups and pe- users. Their ads were a little down, which is probably indicative of people, you know, mm-hmm. pulling back on their ad budgets a little bit. You've you know you've got ad managers that are working from home, probably not on the ball and probably wondering, you know, seeing where this uh thing's gonna go. But given the fact that they had a huge jump of advertisers or of, of users, naturally the advertising gonna go there because if you're crazy. Now keep in mind Shows uh, that are on Spotify are going to do really well. Chris Voss show and all the podcasts are on Spotify. So there you go. Captive audience. Mm -hmm. So um, this is going to be good. And I think think any company is going to be looking at that. You you can't kill your advertising right now. I mean, if anything, you're going to stick out more because all the idiots are going to pull back their advertising. And you're going to shine, baby. You can grab
0: market share. Mm -hmm. You can grab market share.
1: Especially if you can make content media like what you do, what I do, um, uh, make it Zoomable, interact with your stuff. You know, you've got employees or marketing agents uh, or salespeople that are sitting around right now. Get them on Zoom. Get them calling up uh, some clients. Help produce their businesses, you know. I mean, uh, that's the best thing to do because the money goes around.
0: Yeah, they said, they said that the CEO of Zoom, uh, when this thing kicked off, he like woke up the next day and he was worth, you know, like $9 billion more billion or something like that, like yeah. Zoom. My eight-year-old daughter, because now everybody's got school online, my eight-year-old daughter, she's eight and she's in second grade and she's sitting on a Zoom with one teacher and 97 kids. And I Holy walk in crap. to see how she's Seriously? doing because this is wow. the, the new way. This is how they learn now. Holy and I crap. walk in and the teacher's talking, you know, and she's doing her thing and there's all these kids on the side and my daughter's got her iPhone to the side and she's watching Minecraft videos <laughs> pretending to pay attention to the teacher. <laughs> and I caught her red handed. I just walked awesome. in and I was like, what? uh, it's what's, awesome. going there, huh? what's, what's going on? And what's re-
1: going on there? but you know i i'm jealous i mean i i know a lot of parents this drives them crazy i'm fortunate not to have kids by design but <laughs> um but this has got to be driving parents crazy but honestly i would have loved i mean can you imagine being a kid in this world yeah. you know i mean i had to track uh uphill in, in, to school both ways 50 million miles and snow this deep in utah yeah. and uh I hated every moment of it. Waking up at seven a.m., you had to get dressed, and you had to shower, and you know, hike down to the bus
0: stop, wait for the bus, I had to do your hair. My daughter's not doing her hair, and I'm just uh-huh. like, hey, listen. You're starting to look like a well dressed hobo, and yeah. uh, what what's going on with the hair? She's like, Dad, refines, no big deal. I like uh,
1: what you're doing with your hair. You got you got the uh, you got the quarantine life hairstyle going on. Right I, I'm That's growing the, the
0: quarantine beard, and I've decided yeah. that the pandemic beard is a good look because I can't go anywhere, so I'm past the scraggly part. Now I just look like a glorified chess piece. I'm, I'm like I'm like. I think a it's working
1: of- for you. I like the color. I like the I like the I like you know like you got the black and you got the gray. So He's yeah. got a little bit of the James Bond, uh, kind of older, uh, silver, silver, uh, silver thing going on, but you know, you don't have to do the shave. Like my mom said to me, she says, uh, she says, uh, Hey, uh, we should probably, we, we need to both learn to do each other's haircuts. I'm like, who gives
0: a fuck? It's the, it's the <laughs> like, who's seeing us like, seriously, like who cares? there's going to be an increase in Floby sales and, uh, <laughs> and the home robots. Robots are going to be big. They'll probably reach out they'll to they'll Floby there. On the, they'll they'll probably get on. some
1: Floby ads going there in the innovation tech today, Mag.
0: I think one of the, I think one of the big winners also has mm-hmm. got to be Twitter. And, yeah, and this Twitter's was even you. before, this is even before Corona. But I think that because the president, uses Twitter as his main, you know, when he got elected, they were like, maybe they're going to take his Twitter away. Maybe he's not going to tweet. Maybe Jack's going to kick him off for being an asshole, you know? And instead Twitter loves Trump.
1: Oh, they love Trump. Trump. I mean, I don't, I don't know that Trump. Jack loves Trump. I don't want to put those words he, in his mouth, but Trump's I think good he, for business. Yeah. He's really good for Twitter business. Uh, I've been on there doing a lot of stuff and, and mm-hmm. people are on there raging, uh, and which is good because they're educating, they're reading, they're learning about politics. You know, they got nothing better to do. They're trapped in their home, and if they if they're angry at the government, well, there you go. But and I yeah. think Jack's I think Jack's policy is is appropriate on there. You know, I mean, if anything, you know, when you read about bad presidents, had issues like Nixon and shit. Like no one knew Nixon had this sort of shit going on until you know you listen to the tapes and then you went right. Holy shit, this one evil vicious motherfucker yeah. um and no one believed it like you know when James Dean was up there going yeah he's uh after Jewish groups and he's after blacks and he's got a he's got a enemies list and everyone's like yeah he's got an Instagram buddy but then when you heard the tapes you heard Nixon swearing which was like really shocking to Americans back then they're like holy shit he talks like a truck driver the president yeah. you know like no one no one knew that and and so uh you know that helped nixon get reelected. that helped nixon almost survive being impeached uh but now i mean on one hand yeah it's hard to deal with but on the other hand i would kind of like to know i mean this is the great thing about social media you can find out what shit shows we all are as human beings because we all just let it out online i mean god knows you've seen my facebook posts
0: yeah you just got out of facebook <laughs> jail um, I got to tell you, I'm, listen, I, I like my social media. I've never been in Facebook or Twitter jail. Either Does I, that mean I'm being a, time. am I just being a bitch? Like I'm not doing it right because you're not, not you're basketball. not,
1: you're not exercising your free speech rights of, uh, ranting and raging and, uh, you need to start getting
0: gotta, bent a bit more. You to get more I vocal. I you will say angry. this though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Facebook props in mm. one thing and one thing only. I see people try To share fake news and their source is always YouTube. It's always YouTube, right? And they're like, no, listen, the Corona thing is all crap. Check this video. What? Facebook won't let me share it. And I got to tell you, as a guy who I publish tech magazines, I'm a big science fan. I believe in the, in the value of science and respecting science and facts, just, just straight up facts, right? Mm. I'll, I'll change my beliefs if I'm presented with different facts, or if science backs it up. I used to think GMOs were the devil. Neil deGrasse Tyson told me, ah, we've been modifying organisms since the first farmers. It's not that big of a deal. Now I'm cool with GMOs. I changed my opinion when I was faced with different facts. I think the fact that Facebook is now, and I get it. People are like, you should share anything, you know, uh, no. sunlight is the ultimate, you know, for bad ideas. I disagree. I think we have a bunch of stupid no. people in this country. I mean, there are people that are of well, 50% of America's of below average intelligence. Let's be honest. That's a statistic. George fact. George yeah. Farlin. And, and I'm telling <laughs> you right now, if you don't believe me, Go and look and see if people actually tried to ingest bleach, or they did, actually yeah. tried to. In after Kansas, the president, twice, and, did, and that happened in well, I think maybe Jersey it's or like This is something you could do. Yeah. Well, so
1: I don't want to give I'm Facebook credit of- for that because it was the attorney generals around the nation that leaned on them and forced them to do that. They're already investigation with forty seven yeah. attorney generals, and it was the attorney generals who got that them to stop that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think they didn't want to do it just out of laziness and also No, they don't want
1: to do it because that's how Facebook makes money They make money causing problems, Mm -hmm. uh, selling information, they don't care The more, the more strife, the more anger, the more uh, emotion stuff they can do The the more they can manipulate you, um, the more you rage about whatever it is They don't care because they just, you know, it's like what I used to do back in the day I know exactly how Facebook thinks um, yeah. back in the day we used to do these videos about which was better the latest iphone or the latest samsung galaxy or you know whatever was competing with iphone at the time HTC, and all that and so i'd post these versus videos because i knew that was going to cause shit right yeah. and so i post these versus videos on youtube and my comments would be like world war three man and it would be all the iPhone people fighting all the Samsung people and the Android versus the iTunes. And, and it, it would just be full-on nuclear war in my comment stream. This is pre-Google uh, uh, Plus when they nuked, uh, when they nuked it. Um, Google Plus so, missed all the fun. <laughs> well, they ruined everything. Uh, yeah. or Benatra, whatever, the, the idiot who ran it, uh, forced everyone to get Google accounts. And when he did that, it destroyed YouTube for a while. Um, but I would have people write me and they'd be like, you know, there's, there's like World War III going on in your, in your YouTube comments. I'm like, yeah, I know. And am like, well, do you even care? I'm like, no, man, it's all money in the bank. Mm-hmm. It's all money. Mm-hmm. I just sit back and laugh. In fact, people would write me and be like, you're a fat, blah, 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 blah. you, and you're ugly and stupid and, and I'd just be like, and then I'd, and then I'd just prime him. i just, you know, jump in there every now and then. I'd be like, yeah, you're stupid too. And, and you know, then they're coming back. <laughs> and and so I see these people, they keep logging into the video. Well, every time they do that, YouTube racks up money. Uh-huh. They, I And sometimes I just tell people, I'm like, do you realize you paid me two cents to tell me how stupid I am today on my comments? <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> and you just help you just help my google youtube rank for this video go up so it's going to make even more money and
0: so you're paying me to call me an idiot who's an idiot now is is twitter making money you remember a few years ago they I'm said sure twitter was on life support they said i remember they said you know before trump got elected they i remember that they were talking that twitter was going to go the way of the dodo bird and i know as a business owner advertising for us was tough on Twitter because there were so many, so many damn fake accounts. There was so many, I felt like advertising was a little easier to target on Facebook. I felt like Twitter was the wild west and they were having a hard time monetizing it. Um, I think now, you know, with it being so legitimized, that's how the president communicates. I see Twitter quoted on the news all the time. Oh, this person tweeted this. Um, Are they making money? Is, Twitter, is Twitter reported it's, uh,
1: according to Vox, 2018. Actually, this is old news. I hate when uh, they do this. Twitter reported it's fourth straight profitable quarter on Thursday. This was in 2018. Okay, I imagine they've kept being profitable since. I don't know mm-hmm. why Google does that. It's 2020. Why are you serving me the top of 2018 news? Um, but yeah, they, Twitter they
0: urged a lot of uh, fake accounts. Yeah. Some waves of of remember the president complained. Ah, I go to bed at night. I got fifty million followers. I wake up. I got forty two. What's good? it's the Democrats? It's like no, they were they were fake. They they knew that having all those fake accounts was bad for advertising and business. Probably
1: yeah. In fact, here's uh February sixth, twenty twenty, CNBC. Uh, Twitter shares soar, reporting strong user numbers and a miss on earnings, but I believe they're still profitable. Their yeah. revenue was. Uh, uh, the DUAs were up, uh, monetizable DUAs. I guess that's what they've been focusing on. Um, and, uh, but yeah, they're doing fairly well. I think Trump has been good for them in the long term. Um, and I think uh, you could
0: write an article that Trump single-handedly saved Twitter. I would
1: agree with you on that. I would yeah. definitely agree with you on that. Um, I think, I think he was a huge part of it. Uh, and of course, Russian bots and you can give them some credit and everything else and everybody that tries to use Twitter. Shout out to the Russian bots. Yeah. <laughs> and uh but no, I think I think more and more we're just going into a socialized social media world. And I know a lot of companies resisted this. They're like, Oh, we're not gonna do Twitter. You know, recently what I've been seeing in the last year when I've been dealing with shows and stuff, is <clears throat> excuse me, we do a lot of promotions on Twitter and stuff we drive a lot of traffic there because I have like a bunch of accounts and I would notice that some of these companies that were doing shows and events and stuff. They weren't working their Twitter accounts. Same thing with Facebook pages accounts. They're just dead. Like I would, I would have trouble finding the right people at a company and I reach out to their Facebook fan page and like Mm -hmm. crickets, no one answers. Like you can even, you know, you can tell when they pick up or when they see the thing, no one's even monitoring them. I'm like, holy shit, we're really – like social media is kind of going down a little bit because everyone's making so much money, they're not really processing their online stuff. We've been sending emails to people to their websites to come on the Chris Show podcast and crickets, you know. And meanwhile, I got, you know, PR agents helping my leg to get people on my show. Yeah. Um, and people just aren't monitoring it. They've just been making so much money, they're just like, hey, hey you know i used to I used to just lose it when I would go on to companies accounts that were advertising with us and be like you haven 't used your Twitter account in like a year mm-hmm. like what are you, what are you doing it 's two thousand and twenty and they're like, hey, you're making so much money what
0: dude, I kidding? left my Twitter account uh sometime after I don't know, uh, we killed Osama bin Laden or something like that, you know, right about that time. By the way, I I found out about that on Twitter. I found out Michael Jackson died on Twitter first. I, you know, Twitter is pretty instant as far as those kinds of Mm -hmm. things. And I took a break from Twitter. Like, I was just like, this is stupid. I'm done. Nobody listens to me. Nobody (laughs) answers me. I've got these followers, but they never say anything. I'm out. And uh, I came back maybe... Well, probably, probably uh, around the time that that uh, Trump got elected, I sort of—I don't know—I was just stupid. I to wandered tune into back the car in there. And, yeah, and so I'm I'm back in there, but I agree with you. I think Twitter's resurged. Um, what about LinkedIn? Do you think LinkedIn is doing good?
1: LinkedIn's kind of doing good. I'm calling them out, and trying to get their CEO's attention right now. They they've been bungling the release of live video and just putting it out to people that don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they've been, hurting they've been for buggling video. that for the thing. Uh, LinkedIn is really not done well under Facebook. Uh, it's a lot of stupid memes. It's, it's almost becoming like a Twitter. I think what's going to happen though with the jobless, I remember what LinkedIn really became a powerhouse during after the 2008, cause everyone went there for jobs. Uh, yeah. And I, So I think that's going to come back again. But they, they gotta clean up that platform. There's like so much junk and memes and stupid mm-hmm. stuff. I'm I'm surprised there's not more nudity. Like I still see nudity every now and then.
0: Political posts, religious posts. There's a yeah, lot of it's um, mostly stuff.
1: mostly just dumb memes. Like it's just flooded with these stupid I go on LinkedIn to look at business to mm-hmm. to to talk about business, to you know, business, business theory. I don't go on there to see feel-good memes of like here's some puppies running through a fucking field i go to twitter for that or you know i mean you might see that on facebook yeah even then i don't like seeing that on facebook unless they're your dogs you know like not you but just anybody's you know if they're my friend's dogs you know okay they're my friend's dogs um but you know i don't i don't want to see like these feel good happy thoughts crap is great sometimes but it's just, it's just, that's what LinkedIn's become. And they've, they've, they released live video a year ago and they've just been just sparsing out to a few people at a time. The number one, aren't using it, aren't using it very well. And for some reason I've been, I've replied like five times can't get it. And, and I'm working on a story right now where we're going to blow them open because there are people that spend a hundred dollars a month, the company has spent a hundred dollars a month on LinkedIn that, to pay for the subscription. Right. And yeah. you're like, wait, Twitter has had live video since what, 2015. Facebook has had live video since probably a year or two after that. You're a company that's owned by Microsoft, which, you know, they probably, their checks don't bounce, probably. I don't know, I'm guessing. And you don't have live video on your platform yet. And I think what they've been trying to do. They're like, really select who gets this. And I think they're trying to make sure the site doesn't get polluted with, uh, you know, people doing stupid stuff like Periscope. Garbage. But here's the problem. Okay. It's already filled with garbage. Like I've actually been me in Facebook jail. I've been curating my Twitter. And if you curate Twitter, if you go through and you mute people and follow, you follow people that you're interested in, you really curate that thing. And you don't have to spend a lot of time because the algorithm starts seeing what you're doing and going, mm-hmm. okay, he's following uh, NBC news. He's following uh, NBC anchors. He's following, you know, real interesting, logical stuff. Or if you fo- start following stupid conspiracy stuff, whatever you start following and start curating and listening to, the 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 algorithm would be like, okay, send him more of that. Um, and so if you just clean it up, like I have a lot of people that follow me on Twitter. I unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of people that put out some garbage content. I just had to mute them. I didn't follow them. I just muted them so they didn't get the Chris Voss kick, and they don't, you know, they will me later. And you don't follow me anymore, so I just muted them. Right? So they're happy. Uh, same thing on on LinkedIn because I have a lot of good business people on LinkedIn, but they gotta quit liking all this stupid shit. Like oh, here's a here's a picture of puppies that are like licking each other's face,
0: and you're like, I don't come to LinkedIn to see that. You're right. You are responsible for the crap you see in your feed. Yeah. If you anytime don't I, like what you see in your yeah. feed on Twitter, anytime, yeah, on anytime Facebook, people go, "I hate Twitter. It's so toxic." It it is what stop you stop following see. people that yeah. are toxic. You know, you could follow yeah. the Pope. The yeah. Pope's got a Twitter. He's pretty. He's yeah. pretty inspirational. Yeah, he's yeah. Nice
1: guy. You know, he's it's got some right. good messages. You know, he's got that can, weird. He's got that like weird hat, movie. but other than that, uh, speaking of
0: live videos, I have never seen more instagram lives in yeah, my instagram life Instagram i have really in the kicking past. in fact Not, i was you know gonna I mean? like i was gonna try instagram live instagram. Is... I, yeah i'm just scrolling down and it's like boom live boom live boom. and yeah. they're like it's like a video game they're just popping off left and right and i think uh, people are home and they like that platform yeah. for uh, in fact for going i was live.
1: gonna try and record youtube or instagram live but i didn't mm-hmm. want to sit here like this the whole time going ring, ring. um but i've got i've got to get a mount too for the phone um But, uh, you know, I'm using uh, stuff like Restream.io, where it can send that out to multiple platforms. I'm using Periscope. But, yeah, I was seeing Instagram Live. But um, LinkedIn needs to get its shit together. It needs to clean up all that stuff. So I've been going through LinkedIn, muting all the people that are liking stupid Mm -hmm. shit like puppies and flowers and crap. And, you know, I mean, positivity and posts like that have a good place. But... You know, I don't go to LinkedIn. There's an old analogy that I love that someone said, and this comes, this goes way back to 2009. Someone said this and uh, forgive me, whoever has the copyright on this, but uh, then I mean, it wasn't that official, but, but they said Twitter is the bar and Facebook is your family reunion, your family home and LinkedIn is your job. And that's how you think about those three different platforms. Twitter's yeah. the bar, you go there, you rumble, you hang out, you have drinks, talk about shit, blah blah blah, listen to a bunch of drunk guys talking about stupid shit. That's that's that. Then you go to Facebook. Facebook is your home, your family, your good friends. You know, you're chilling at the house. LinkedIn, you know, you go look for a job, you do some business stuff. You know, you talk. You know, you put your suit on and shit over there. Um, you know what
0: Twitter is? I'll tell you what Twitter is. Twitter is lifting up your teenage son's mattress. That's twitter okay that is exactly what it is <laughs> that's that's what twitter is i don't
1: know what that means but basically you're saying his the uh wild, wild is you sock drawer is that what you're <laughs> yeah. you suck
0: you don't know what you're gonna find under there but it's probably gonna be paraphernalia you know or something some kind of yeah. contraband that's twitter man that's the wild, yeah. wild west we just um, got a
1: picture into uh, teenage charles warner's uh <laughs> hiding spot um the Another uh about, what about what tiktok I know you want to
0: there, talk dude. about TikTok. We've only got a few minutes left. TikTok
1: on the- is huge, man. TikTok yeah, tell, is huge. Tell me
0: what's, what's the deal. I, I haven't even messed with TikTok. I'm
1: a, dude, I, TikTok, TikTok is like interest. a drug. Like when you first I'm start scared. watching it, it's like when you first start watching Twitter back then, you're like, this is stupid. Yeah. But the longer you mm-hmm. watch, the more it's like crack. And, is it
0: easy to make the videos?
1: Uh but there's people that make really complex videos because they use stop motion action where you, you bang the button uh-huh. and you can make cool stuff. But the creativity on there is amazing. And uh, once you kind of get over the hump of where you're like, what's with all the anime shit? Um, there's really funny stuff there and it's mm-hmm. addictive. Like if I start watching, like last night I told you before the show, I started watching, I went to bed and I'm like, Oh, I'll watch a couple TikTok videos three fucking hours later in bed and they're they're really like what 60 seconds long or something so if i spend mm-hmm. three hours in bed now some videos you watch a couple times because they're funny yeah they're funny as shit but uh, um it's huge man and the, the kids creative, love it short form
0: videos it. yeah um and they do bleed out on other platforms because you know i'll be i'll be yeah. on twitter and and they'll show some TikToks, or I'll see them on uh, on Instagram. And so I'm curious. I know it's big. I know my daughter, who's eight, uh, you know, this is her jam. And, uh, and I think I think you know, even Gary Gary Vee's talked about it. Like TikTok is not going anywhere. That's oh, the,
1: a, the it is funny too. That's I mean yeah. the reason I stay around for anything is for the funny. And so it's interesting. You know, Vine was really amazing because what was it like six seconds or something you had on mm-hmm, Vine mm-hmm. and. It was just amazing the stories people could tell. Yeah. On Vine. Uh, but you when you start looking at TikTok from the technical aspect of it, what people put into a little bit of a production, because you know, I've seen that with YouTube, what people put in their production and stuff. And you you go, these aren't kids just fucking around. They actually put a lot of time in a lot of the cosplay and the anime people, they've put hours into their makeup and their costumes and then they're doing a production of some type of comedy, but it's just a laugh track. And you know, I just sat there for three hours last night and it's a hook. And you're just like, I, I think I laughed more last night than I've laughed in a long time. There was a couple of videos that I shared on Twitter. And uh <laughs> and I I mean I, I laughed so hard last night and I just kept laughing. And and it's like a drug, man. I mean, I I like being on TikTok more than anything, but I almost need to, you know, probably see a therapist and go to somebody. yeah,
0: you twelve steps of TikTok. Twelve steps what, of TikTok. Ha, speaking of short form, uh, have you heard of Quibi? Quibi.
1: Uh the the Quibi thing. I I I actually was. I keep that's on my agenda to sign up for that. Um, yeah, it's a short form, episodic, uh, video service yeah. like. It's basically Netflix in ten minute bites.
0: That's right. Every every video is under ten minutes. Um, it's subscription based, so I think they give you a free trial for the first couple of months. And what pulled me in was they've got a uh, they've got a um, a movie with uh, who is it? Uh, it's uh, Liam Hemsworth, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and, and it's, it's given to you in segments, you get, you know, an eight minute, nine minute segment once a week. So you're it's short form, uh, really high production value, good actors and things like that. And basically, it's like what you said, it's like a it's like a Netflix where every episode is less than 10 minutes. Um, I wonder if they think that's kind of the direction things are going with attention think, spans, with people binging, with, you know, subscription-based models. Can you
1: binge on Quibi? That's the one thing I was wondering about.
0: <sighs> Only like, if you've caught the show after it's already debuted all the so
1: you, uh, Yeah, you got to see it's episodic. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like, I, I mean, I still haven't finished The Irishman. I mean, three fucking hours, and I've got... Yeah. There's two other movies I got here that I really want to see. Parasite and uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie that's somewhere around here, the California, or what was it? The Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, Midsummer's really
0: Night in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, Midsummer's night, night in once Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in America or something, I don't know. I, I um, it every time. So, I mean, this thing's two hours and 12 minutes, and I just sat and mm-hmm. looked at that and went, oh, I'll get back to you. And then uh, the... The Quentin Tarantino movies like on oh, three hours or some fucking thing, yeah. and so. But here's the other problem. I'm going to try Quibi. I'm going to try yeah. it. But here's the problem I have. I'm an old school uh, film buff, acting buff. Um, I really like to have the characters develop and like to really get into the richness of the story and and character development and stuff. And so I'm not sure if ten minutes can get me bonered into it, but. I don't know. There was, I mean, on Netflix, I mean, with House of Cards and stuff, I mean, you watch one episode and you're like, holy fuck, yeah. I got to get the next one.
0: You know what i like too is it doesn't they don't ask you they're not like uh hey would you like to watch the next episode they say hey would you like to watch the next episode then they just play it which is freaking brilliant because now all of a sudden you're like Man, what the heck it's already playing right? yeah, it's 10 <laughs> now, minutes now you're three or four hours into yeah. ozark and, it's like uh, me
1: it's like me on fucking tiktok you're just like i ah, just flicked the next one it's just another 60 seconds <laughs> fucking three hours goes by dude like you couldn't even sleep. Like finally, I had to go put down the fucking phone and go to sleep, man. Yeah, yeah. seriously, it's you four a.m. You gotta sleep. Quit watching TikTok.
0: I had to look it up, but cell phone elbow is a real thing, like tennis elbow. Cell yeah. phone elbow, like is it, I'll
1: thing. have that in the bed. I'll have to keep yeah. doing this popping thing, and you'll hear my tennis elbow pop, and and then you know I'll be laying there and the thing you know, watching. But uh, it's, it's, it's funny. I mean, I never laughed. Last night I was laughing so hard. (laughs) They had some really great videos I shared on Twitter and they're, they're just really well done. Um, And, and the, the kids on there, they're really creative about some of the stuff they do. Yeah. And it's really funny. And I think it's the perfect time format. I mean, fine was a little tight on its time format, but people told great stories in in the, Time they had on on thing, and these kids are just really good at creativity.
0: It's it's weird that parents tell kids get off your screens, get off your screens. Where do you think they're going to be working? Oh yeah. Where do you think their jobs are going to be? Where do you think they're going to be consuming? I mean, it's just and now they've got more goddamn
1: time than ever. They're all home, so
0: yeah. It's like my parents. They were like, "You don't play video games. You're never going to get paid to do that." And uh, (laughs) they're. Esports is kicking it, you know, they're doing great.
1: Yeah. Esports yeah. is gonna be huge. In fact, esports is probably gonna be even huger, right? Because I, I mean you can't go watch the NFL games anymore, right? Uh-huh. So what are you gonna watch? You're gonna watch esports, you know. I Big have I Jewish. have little
0: nephews and all they do is watch on Twitch, they watch yeah. gamers, they watch people play Fortnite. Like they they this is the thing. These kids consume. They don't watch TV, they're not and flipping around on Nickelodeon or anything like that. Yeah. They're on YouTube and yeah. they are on Twitch and they are jamming. My eight-year-old daughter's watching videos on how to make slime. She's watching Minecraft. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the craziest thing ever. But, but that's you, where they are. You,
1: you kind of have to. Like mm-hmm. I play some video games that are so complex and you got to do the right build for the right raid and and so you've got to go watch the videos so you can be like okay so this guy put it that like instructional now and you're like mm-hmm. and these video games are so complex and so detailed now that you you know, even I like, okay, how do we do this? And what's the build we got to do in the raid. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, oh, so use that weapon and the the thing and the, okay. All right. All right. So I'll do that too. And so video games is going to be even more huger. I mean, that's basically all I've been doing for the last month, really.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's how everything has changed. And, uh, you know what, man, they're giving me the hook right now. I could talk to you all day, but um, we're we're about out of time for this episode of Innovation Tech Talks. Tell our audience you've already plugged all of your uh, you've already plugged all of your uh, shows and all of your sponsors and everything like that. But tell our people how they can find uh, you, how they can get a hold of you, and uh, go ahead right now.
1: You can go to thechrisvossshow.com. You can also go to chrisvosspodcastnetwork.com, thecvpn.com. You can see all the podcasts there. You can subscribe. If you want to come to the show, let us know. And then uh, you can find me on Twitter at pretty much anywhere in the world at Chris Voss, except for chrisvoss.com and uh, chrisvoss.net, you know, Chris Voss Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that good stuff. And I'm always hanging out with Charles. So you can always find me probably somewhere in his vicinity.
0: Maybe in the future at an event again. Maybe when they uh there they will come events, a day, my friend might be able to find us at CES or Cedia or Dent or you know, one of these. One I don't of these know about cool Dan, events. but
1: the uh, uh I'm not sure if Dent's gonna survive this layoff, but uh um the uh but you know, I mean there there's gonna be some events that aren't gonna make it back. I mean, I mm-hmm. think me and Robert Scobe and a few other people have been talking about there's some events that aren't gonna survive this. I'm hoping collision can survive
0: this. Yeah. Uh, Collisions and, going virtual, letting people you know view it from home. Which this isn't you know, going to
1: work out. It's just not going to work out. It's not going to pull the numbers. It's not going to yeah. give the companies the exposures. Um, you, that, was a cool
0: event. that is a cool event. Collision which one? When you could go to it.
1: Collision is a good event. I, I don't yeah. like how it's not open more. They keep too tight of a fist on it, but mm-hmm. to stuff. But um, like it's harder to reach the uh, exhibitors unless you're on the ground. They really force you to come to the show. Where, I mean, I can, I can see a lot of stuff going on with NAV and CES just sitting home watching Twitter. Um, but, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to do what it is. And I look forward to having a beer with you one of these days and having a celebratory toast that, that we beat this thing and uh, survived it and, uh, and hopefully, you know, becomes a better world.
0: Well, meat. sounds sounds good, buddy. Don't get the Rona. Stay safe. Uh, also, everybody that's listening, if you want, uh, Chris will accept red meat in all forms for his dogs. And but apparently, they're into chicken right now. So we're going to have to uh, check mm-hmm. back with Chris and see if Probably the palate three. of his dogs <laughs> is still on chicken, or maybe they're going to go to something more exotic, perhaps ostrich. We don't yeah. know. We're going to have to check back in with him. But anyways, this was a great extended episode of Innovation Tech Talks. Um, If you're listening right now, go ahead and hit the like button. Um, Feel free to subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to follow the conversation on social media. InnoTech today, we're on all the uh, social media platforms. Follow there and you can keep up with the conversation. Until next time, we'll catch you on the next episode of Innovation Tech Talks. We'll catch you later. You know, you know,